This is a Let's Talk Dubs exclusive. Well, guys, words out on the internet. And last week, we did an interview with Dan Ledbetter and got all the deets on what's going on with the VW Trends relaunch. Bringing you a Let's Talk Dubs exclusive. Here's all the answers and all the questions to VW Trends relaunch. Without any further ado, guys, we'll get into it right now with Dan Ledbetter from VW Trends Magazine on Let's Talk Dubs. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around. As I promised, we've got some breaking news coming up. And for that breaking news of things that are going to be changing in the VW industry, I wanted to get Dan Ledbetter on the phone. Dan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Bill. It's it's great to be back. I, I feel kind of uh, uh, special, I think. Am I the only guest that you've had on twice in less than a year? Uh, yes, in less than I think less than a year, yes, besides wow. my brother. Yeah. So. Wow, that's kind of exciting. That's exciting news. That's, uh, right Right there alone, I feel like we could end the podcast. It that's it. I mean, listen, <laughs> we, we just chalked up a, a, a new milestone, but we, we got you back on here because there's some, there's some exciting stuff that's going on that's going to kind of shake up the, uh, the VW scene a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And, and to be quite honest, and, and first of all, I have to apologize to you because I knew this was going down the first time we talked, but I, I couldn't say anything. I was sworn to secrecy. Uh, about the whole thing and um, so first of all my apologies for that yeah uh, and secondly uh, uh, to make up for it you know I want to give you the exclusive you're going to be the uh, the first venue uh, that is going to get this news and I guess I guess I should uh, just stop teasing and just come out and say it shouldn't I yeah let's talk let's talk about it what's the big news all right, so the big news is uh, I and three other people are relaunching VW Trends magazine. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. It's it's something that I feel has been uh, has been lacking in, in the past few podcasts. You know, we've been talking back and forth. We've been doing a lot of '80s throwbacks and things like that. We we started at one point one of the roundtables. We started to dice up what the difference was between the two different magazines that were out. Right. Um, what made you, and, and what where was the kind of genesis of all this coming back? Well, you know what's funny? Um, this is something that had been rolling around in my head for a couple of years, and it. I think, I think for me, the biggest thing was, oh my God, that I uh, I can't do this. I'm not a publisher. I'm not. I'm a magazine guy, yes, but I'm not a publisher by any stretch of the imagination. Nor do I even know what a publisher does, other than publishes a magazine. And and two, I go. I I just don't know if anyone would want it. And uh, so the first thing I did was I went out and I secured the URL www.vwtrendsmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought I'd hang on to that, you know, and I thought maybe down the line, uh, maybe I'll do a website or something or some sort of blog post and, you know, talk about stuff that's going on in the industry and cool cars that I remember and almost like, uh, almost like my digital memoirs, so to speak. Right. And, and the longer I sat around and thought about it, the more nervous I got. And I'm, and 
usually, I mean, I know myself well enough to know that if I start getting really nervous about something, it's not really nerves, it's more excitement and anticipation. And I was like, well, well, what's what's the next step? What do I do? And and so I, I thought, well, let me let me just let me just do some research. And I jumped online and went to uh, you know the the higher authorities of the U.S. government to see if anybody had any lockdown on the on the name or the logo. And I was absolutely stunned that. Uh, the the name the the trademark name for VW Trends had been dead in the water since 1992. Oh wow! And I'm going, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm looking at this. I'm I'm staring at the screen in disbelief. I'm going, I'm going. This is insane. I go, this is absolutely insane. And so I didn't buy it then and there. I thought that this is just crazy. I, I and then I got freaked out again. Yeah. And I thought. Oh no! This is like totally available. I could, I could totally own the rights to the name, and I, the, I, I just don't know. And so I sat on it for about another, probably another six or seven months, and you know, then I started, uh, you know, uh, going on Facebook and looking for all the VW groups, and went back and read all the stuff from the Samba and that type of stuff and I thought, you know what? They're real I think there's a market for this. I think people really want to see this come back. Right. And and I thought, well, if I am going to do this, I sure as hell don't want to do it by myself and there's not a ton of people out there that I'd want to do it with. And so I reached out to uh four four friends and colleagues that I trusted that I knew, uh, you know, would give me a straight answer, number one, and would not play um, uh, Emperor's New Clothes with me. Like, if they thought it sure. was a horrible idea, they'd tell me. Yeah. Uh, one of those being Rich Crafton, who actually was a former associate editor of VW Trends. Uh, Paul Morton, who, when I did the spinoff magazine of Auto Sound and Security, mm-hmm. he, he was on board for that. So I'd known I'd known Paul for years. I'd known Rich for almost forty years, mm-hmm. and then I said, "Well, I got I got writers. I got a good businessman. I go. I I need an art guy." And I reached out to Ron Petro, who uh, who did a, a portrait of me back in '95, uh-huh. and I became friends with him on Facebook, and and so I I just sat down one night and I called each one of them. I called Rich and I said. I go, dude. Um, I'm really thinking about bringing VW Trends back as a uh, a, as a magazine and maybe a web web thing. And and he goes, Oh my God, I'm on board, hundred percent. When are we starting? And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, dude. We just we're just having a conversation right now. I'm right. not I'm not pulling a trigger. And and so he said, Count me in. I'm in. And then I call uh, Ron Petro. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, this is the best news I have ever heard in the history of the world. I want in. And I go, well, that's why I'm calling you, because it's like I, I trust you. You're 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 the art guy. You're the art director. Right. And so then I call up uh, I call up Paul, and Paul goes, oh, this is the best news ever. He goes, I'm in. Totally in. No hesitation. No, you know, no um, naysaying. No, no nothing. They just jumped in on board. And we hit the ground running. I've got uh, 
uh, both the name and I had Ron recreate the 80s VW Trends logo, you know, the uh, kind of gray-dated VW with the black letters with the lines going through the yeah. uh, Trends part. Mm-hmm. So we, we restylized that, and I sent that in for trademark, and both that and the words VW Trends are uh, live and in my name. No, oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's 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 pretty exciting, and and it's it's interesting that that you know, looking at it, obviously the landscape has changed since uh, when, when I think the brand was killed in two thousand five. Is that right? Two thousand and five March was the very last issue that got dropped. Yeah, and so since then. Obviously, you know, the the market has changed quite a bit in regards to the business of the magazine, right? So obviously with bringing back the nostalgia of VW Trends Magazine and the difference that there was from VW Trends to Hot VW. So, you know, we've had dialogue before on the podcast between the two magazines, right? Which, which was A and B. And it was like, well, what was, the, what were the different magazines? What did they bring to the table? And I think one of the things I can always say about VW Trends is VW Trends was just that, right? They would, they would follow the trends of what's going on in the VW scene. They would, they, they wouldn't only just show cars from Southern California or just right. cars of a certain style. You know what I'm saying? And so I think because VW Trends has always been a little bit out there that they would do stuff a little different. They would do type four engine building uh, series and, you know, just, just stuff that was a little bit different than the norm, which made it, you know, it, it, the scene is broad and it's wide and there's a lot of diversity and, and a lot of uh, variety really in the scene. Well, exactly, and that's where uh, you hit the nail on the head, and I think that's what made uh, VW Trends, you know, such a fun magazine to work on, number one, because it was like every day was different. I mean, some things were the same. You know, you go to an event, sometimes you start seeing the same cars. You do, you can only do, uh, you know, so many tech stories right. until you start running over familiar ground, but but people people seem to want it. People want to see that stuff. They want to know how to build their motor. They want to know how to, you know, adjust their carbs. They want to know what the difference, uh, you know, how can I, how can I take this 1600 and turn it into, you know, a, a, a two liter pavement pounding, uh, monster. Yeah. And I, I really think that that's there. And the feedback, you know, just, just in going on a few of these groups and, slyly dropping in a couple of of hints here and there, you know, like saying something but not saying something. Right, right. And and people, like, just went nuts, and they were like, oh, my God, are you saying this? And I wouldn't answer. It's like, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to let the proverbial cat out of the bag before we even have a bag. Yeah, absolutely. You so know. it's it's really exciting, and, um, you know, we've we've actually, we've, got our cover shot and we're uh we're using a very iconic uh uh 1980s vw model who who is still beautiful and wonderful to work with uh, i can't tell you who it is not going to do that i'm going to make that <laughs> i'm going to make that uh, a spoiler right uh so but the cool part is uh anybody listening to this can go to www.vwtransmagazine.com and you get to be a part of bringing VW Trends back. We decided that, well, for one, all of us are broke and we don't have the cash to just throw, you know, a ton of money into it. Sure. But 
So we thought, well, what better way to do this than really uh, make an opportunity for the enthusiast to be a part of it, like, you know, have, have a role in bringing this thing back to life. So uh, just to give you a little bit of clarity uh, and the listeners of what we're up to, uh, we're offering uh, different levels of sponsorships, sort of like a GoFundMe type thing. Right. Um, there's, I believe, the Founders Platinum, Founders Gold, and Founders Silver uh, edition. And basically what you get, we're doing uh, the very first issue of the magazine. We'll have a variant cover that will only have uh, 900 copies. And once those 900 copies are gone, it will never be reprinted. It'll be it'll be like if you have one, you have one of 900 right. uh, that's there. So we're we're doing a special commemorative issue to give away uh, that will be uh, it'll come with a certificate that is signed by all of uh, all of the four guys, myself and Rich and Ron and Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like the Beatles, doesn't it? Right, <laughs> like, right. I feel like I feel like Ringo should be in there somewhere, but right. uh, uh, and the cover model, and it will actually be numbered. Like somebody could get number one of. Uh, I think for the top tier, we're only selling three hundred and fifty spots, right. which will be guaranteed the lowest number. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, you'll get a one-year subscription, which. We're going to start out, we want to do it smart. Uh, at first, we were talking about doing it uh, bi-monthly or monthly. And, I mean, we've still all got day jobs. And it's just, that it, that is a job in and of itself. Sure. Um, so we're going to go quarterly for the first year. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we're going to go bi-monthly. And then the year after that, we're going monthly. And hopefully it'll be at a point uh, there that it can actually support, you know, having, having a full-time staff and actually, uh, you know, make, make a living for, uh, for the four of us. Well, you know, and, and, and thinking about things that everything has changed, right? So the dynamic is different. I mean, the, the approach with the, uh, kind of Kickstarter launch of the magazine, which is like, if the enthusiasts want this, let's get it out there. Right. Right. And I I think there's been, you know, and from the publishing side, um, technology has gotten much easier where the publishing aspect can be a good relationship with a, uh, a mass publisher. You guys get it all set up and, and kind of take it down on a smaller scale where it's really done on a personal basis. And you guys would obviously have that done outsourced. But I think that the, the, the content, the history, the people that are involved in it are also going to bring something to it. That's going to make it uh, a little more genuine. You yes. know what I'm saying? Absolutely, hundred percent, and that's really that was our goal. We we wanted to um, to create something um, at the risk of sounding cheesy, you know, by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. Sure. And it's it's like everybody who is on staff is like a big VW fan. It's like it, it's like they love Volkswagens, uh, both you know both old and uh, current. And uh, and what's to come? Like uh, like Rich is all fired up about the uh, the electric bus that's coming out. He can't wait to get his hands on one of those. Sure. And, and you know that's that's what I think um, was probably one of the biggest 
feathers in VW Trends hat back in the day was we really embraced the water-cooled culture. We we didn't let it overpower, you know, the roots of the magazine, which is which is air-cooled. Right. But but we felt like it it would be a crime to to not acknowledge it and not say, hey, look, there are are people growing up now who can't afford a five to eight thousand uh, dollar 1960 Volkswagen, yeah. but they can but they can pick up a fifteen hundred dollar uh, New Beetle, and yeah. they can fix that up like we talked about before. You know, so we want to be we want to lead the way uh, for not only uh, catering to you know people who who were absolute diehards in the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s, and who still are today. But we're we're thinking ahead. Like there's a whole new generation of their kids who want to get into this and want to be able to you know follow in their parents' footsteps and do something together and and have a cool car to customize. And so that's I think that's one of the things that uh, is going to be one of the cornerstones of the magazine is really not only are we looking at appreciating the past and what you can currently do, but we're also looking at what is now, like what is today and what is going to be happening in the future. Well, and I think even it's interesting because even in the import scene, right, VWs are the original import, but they're almost kind of marginalized in the import scene by themselves, especially the water pumpers, right? Because everybody seems to reserve the, the import scene for like JDM cars, Right. And, and that's really the original import. The original big import is the VW. And I think having an opportunity to have a broader base to where there's a lot of really high caliber, uh, you know, newer water pumper Volkswagens. And you're talking about the the early water cooled stuff is hugely collectible. The Swallowtails, the Scirocco's, the. Uh, oh, the Corrado's. The Corrado's all the, like all those have gone crazy trying to find those. And, you know, early GTIs. I mean, there's you could still even stay traditional to the roots, but I think what I think a, a big market is the market in the demographic where it's like, now I'm a dad, I've got kids, my kids are car guys, you know, and they they like a little bit different style, but they all, you know, by be, be being able to share that hobby with them and having a, a broad base enough with, you know, newer guys and guys that are into the old school water pumpers, even some of the, you know, and, and just having the the breadth of what's out there. I mean, there's endless, there's endless content to cover. And I think what happens is when you get stuck in the, in the bubble of just, you know, early air cooled stuff only, and you're not looking at nice German look beetles and right. nice, you know, early, early cars that are just done up and, and, and kitted out from like an 80 style or 90 style or even early two thousands. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of content to cover, you know? Yeah. Agreed. And, and there are still, uh, plenty of people out there that are manufacturing, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, hot rod parts yeah. for, for water cooled cars. So it would, it would be silly of us to not, uh, pay attention to that. And, I think that that you, you once again hit the nail on the head. It's like you've got these kids that maybe want a different look. You know, maybe they they see their dad's uh, '67 Beetle in the garage and go, "Well, that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of you know neat." But I'm kind of liking things a little lower, a little swoopier. 
you know, and, and they have options too. And that's, that's what's so much fun about this industry and about car culture in general mm-hmm. is you can do anything you want and nobody's going to uh, look sideways at you. In fact, it's encouraged for people to do stuff. I mean, I look at some of the, um, the beetle rat rods that they're making and some of the just crazy stuff. And I love it. It's, it's like, I go, this is what our industry is about. It's like creating something, you know, that, that is uniquely yours and is uniquely different and will bring a smile to the face of someone walking down the street. Like, I don't care who you are. If you are an 80 year old dude walking down the street, and you look over and there is a split or oval window bug drive by, you're going to smile because it reminds you of, you know, back in the day when, when you could see them everywhere, when they were all over the place. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's a deep connection into, into the VW hobby. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, now in, in regards to the outline of the magazine, I mean, how many, sure. do, do you have an idea of like how many pages it's going to be? What, what the sections will be about? Is there going to be some sections that pay homage to the history and some of the stuff that's looking forward? And I mean, is it, uh, can you give us any insight in regards to, uh, what the focus or the, the, you know, kind of the over overview of the magazine is going to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can totally do that. Um, I, I can say this, that uh, as of today, right now, it's going to be 96 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be on super glossy, heavyweight paper, so it's going to have some heft to it. Uh, it's all color. You know, we're not doing any black and white in there. Um, we're, we want to be, we want to give the people what they want, and the the one thing that I've noticed when I look at all the different magazines out there, you know, both uh, stateside and across the pond and all the other magazines, it's like the one thing that people want to see is feature cars. It's like they want to see cars. You pick up, like I think we talked about this before, I picked up a copy of Hot Rod in my chiropractor's office, and it was a pamphlet. I swear to you, if it was 40 pages, I'd be surprised. Right. And and it, it it was just so sad and so disappointing because I wanted to see a whole bunch of badass cars. And there was like maybe two cars, uh, one tech story, and maybe an event or a concourse type show, and the rest was ads. And I'm like, that is not what I want to do. I want to do um, something that's going to give the people what they want. And that when we sat down, we all agreed, like right off the bat, that it, it definitely has to be feature heavy. Uh, you know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna do car features, uh, we're gonna do tech, we're gonna do event coverage, we're gonna do um, you know uh, uh, we'll have some some interviews. I'm not gonna say who the first interview is in the magazine, but I'm just saying it's gonna be cool. Yeah. And we and we've got uh, we're gonna be backing it up with online content like stuff that you didn't get to read in the magazine will actually be on video on our uh, on uh, www.vwtrendsmagazine.com uh, as well as our uh, Facebook properties and Instagram and uh, probably, I would assume, Twitter, YouTube, and all those other channels. We're going to be uh, trying to leverage those as much as we can. Sure. Um, 
so it, it's definitely going to be, it, I mean, it's going to be a real magazine. And it's, you know, the more I sit down and we've been just busting hump uh, writing and looking at photos and paring photos down. And I've, I've got to tell you, like, the stuff that I've seen, and I'm not just saying this because it's my magazine. It's right. like it, I, I am just blown away at the quality of the photos and just how how beautiful they are to look at. And it's, it's, it's so funny, Bill. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you have an idea and you start thinking about it, and then maybe you just kind of laugh, well, whatever, that'd be a nice idea. But when you actually vocalize it and put it into motion, mm -hmm. to see it come together and start to gel and seeing the, the different components come in and seeing photographs and seeing layouts, and you're going, oh, my God, this is like, this is like a real magazine. Yeah. There, there is something that just, it, it's almost, it's almost overwhelming in, in that sense. So, you know, we're, all of us are like, we're going, you know what? We want to serve the VW community. That's really our goal. I mean, you know, if, obviously we, we need to pay bills because <laughs> sure. we can't keep, can't keep uh, collecting pop bottles to, uh, you know, uh, get the magazine printed. But, you know, uh, we're not looking to get rich. We're not looking to buy a, a, a mansion in Anaheim Hills or buy the old uh, McMullen uh, building or anything like that. It's like we just want to put out a great product that people go, this is the coolest thing I've ever read. Yeah. No, I and I, th and I think, you know, some of the – I think in my generation, what we did with the magazines is the magazines sold a lifestyle to us, right? And I think right. at some point, the magazines, the magazines lose some touch with their readers, and they become more of a business and less of creating the content. And right. I, and, and I believe the focus is the content, <clears throat> and the focus is the features, the photography, and 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 that kind of stuff is next level. I believe it will it will continue to. Uh, you know, kind of support itself. You know, obviously you'll need subscribers, subscribers and advertisers to make it viable, to make it financially viable, to do what you have to do to get it going. But I think, right? I think there's a need in the market. There's really a want in the market for something like this. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I, based on the feedback that we've been getting, and uh, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be chock full of ads. That's for sure. And at the same time, it's not so overloaded. Like I, when I sat down with the guys and we talked about it, I said, "Look, I go, I do not want this to be, um, you know, a uh, an eighty-page catalog with twenty pages of uh, editorial in it." Right. I go, I, "That's not what I want because that's not what people want." And we all agreed that 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 would be disastrous. And even if it costs more, like if we get to the point to where we've got enough ads it's like i want to expand the magazine to make sure that the readership gets what they're paying for it's sure. like i want them to have i want to have as many different types of vw's in every issue as i can i want to have different uh shows i want to have all kinds of different tech i want to do all kinds of stuff that is going to be when somebody picks it up and they start reading it i, I want people to feel like uh, they're putting on uh, their favorite pair of sneakers. It's a casual fit, and it's like they're comfortable, and it's like I want them to feel like, oh, man, this feels right. Like, you know you know when you pick up old copies of, 
of VW trends and you read them and you go, oh, that was so cool. I forgot how cool, yes. you know, the small car showdown was, or I forgot how cool uh, Big Al's events were, uh, you know, and you, and you read them and you go, oh, gosh, those were so fun. That's the feeling that I want people to have. Uh, when they pick this up, and I and I think I think we've accomplished that. I really do. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see it come to fruition. Um, I think there's been a lot of a lot of people kind of uh, feeling that, um, you know, and I believe that competition in the market it spurs people to push harder and do better. Absolutely. Know? And I think, absolutely. I don't think it's something where it's like. Uh, this versus that. I just think it's something to where, you know, it will elevate the game a hundred percent for everybody involved because, you know, when you're kind of the only game in town, maybe it's a little bit boring. You know what I mean? And maybe you just, right. of, it becomes your, your personal thing of whatever you want to have. But then when it becomes, you know, this, this circumstance of like, Hey, there's some competition out here and we've got to kick up our game so that we can be out there to compete. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be beneficial for, the, the the market as a whole, I also think uh, it's going to invigorate a little bit of life into the magazine. I also really think the the exclusivity of the introductory issue is going to be huge because everybody in our generation collects magazines. You know what I mean? So, who, right, who wouldn't want to do that? You know, well, and, and that was the idea that uh, both Rich and and Paul came up. That that was wasn't even in my wheelhouse when we sat down and talked about it. They said, you know what? Why don't we make the first issue like a collectible and really make it uh, something? You know, because uh, you, you you go out and you look at crowdfunding things, and you know, people get a cheaper price for you know the product right off the bat, and they're guaranteed to get one of the first ones made. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And I go, and and they said, well, why don't we make this like a seriously like a collector's item? Like this is there's only a certain number. And when that number is gone, it's gone. Like that cover will never be reprinted on another issue. We're we're going to do the variant cover. Uh, that'll be the signed and numbered edition. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, when we start fulfilling the subscriptions that people uh, people will sign up for on on www.vwtrendsmagazine.com, uh, it'll have it'll be the same magazine, but it will have a regular cover that will be available like anywhere. Like we'll have certain shops around the Southland selling them. And uh, I don't know if we're going to do newsstand just because that's a whole different uh, um, ball ball yeah. game. Yeah, and it's 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 really um, it's it's a tough one to navigate. Maybe if we get into the monthly status, uh, maybe. But I think what we're going to do is try to keep it uh, controlled. To, yeah. where, to where we know how many people are subscribing, we know uh, how many magazines are going out, and that way we can kind of control overhead, too. Sure. I mean, obviously, obviously we'll make, you know, we'll have boxes of extras in case people want to buy back issues. But that's why we want the exclusivity of the very first issue mm -hmm. um, to be something that people, in fact, we're, we're planning on shipping that magazine with, uh, a cardboard backing in one of those uh, protective comic book sleeves, you yeah. know, like they do, sure. and we'll have we'll have a separate pre-printed uh, certificate of authenticity that all of us would. That in fact, we just talked about this the other night. We're going to have to sit down and start going through and writing, you know, 
issue one of 900. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody signs their names, and we're going to have like a little uh, signing party around the kitchen table and start getting all that ready because it's it's going to happen and it's going to go out. And uh, oh, one of the oh, I, for, I almost forgot to tell you the coolest thing. Uh, the very high level tier, the the platinum pack, you not only get the signed and numbered edition, which will be in the uh, lowest numbers mm-hmm. that you can get. Like I believe it is uh, one. Issue one through three, is it three fifty? I'll have to look. We've been going back and forth with numbers, but you get that. You get the magazine certificate of authenticity. You get uh, a one-year subscription. You get a VW Trans T-shirt, which I am uh, in the process of picking those up probably tomorrow to nice. look at the first the first runs. Um, you get that. You get a couple of uh, VW Trend stickers that uh, we're making. Uh, the the old classic one with the classic logo. It's it, they they look really good. I got I have to do a major shout out to Ron Petro who nailed. Yeah. He nailed the logo like no but like nobody's business. Uh, and this is kind of the coup de gras of the uh, of the premier package. The one that we're only doing like three hundred or three fifty. Uh, in on the anniversary of the release date, which will probably be late April mm-hmm. uh, of 2022, we are uh, including, for those people that bought the Founders Pack, we're including an invitation to a uh, invite only. Uh, we haven't come up with a full name. We're calling it uh, the VW Trends Jam. Yeah. And it's a invitation-only, fully catered dinner, mini car show. We'll have a band. It'll be basically just a big party to thank those people that stepped up and bought the, you know, the platinum package, uh, and sort of a celebration that, oh my God, we made it through a year. Yeah, <laughs> Number one, and it, it'll be, uh, it'll be, it, it'll be kind of a big deal. So the beautiful part is. You know, when they go to uh, vwtrendsmagazine.com, they'll have the opportunity to see all the different packages that are available. They can buy that. They can buy a T-shirt uh, and sign up for subscriptions and do all that. So uh, the the cool part is we really, really wanted to make this opportunity available to the people that wanted it, sure. and to say and to say have a certificate saying, hey. I was a part of bringing VW Trends back from the dead, and it, it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing, Bill. It, it's it's it feels very much um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it feels very much full circle, and it feels right, and it yeah. feels like the time is now. Well, you know, especially we've been having a lot of podcasts lately touching back around the 80s and the 90s and that and that kind of heyday area era of the Volkswagen and as you as you know or may not know, I recently purchased um a car that covered on trends twice in 91 and in 93 and it was the uh, chop rod that was owned by Jim Moto which was uh, originally uh, featured in uh, Hot VW's magazine in 89 in the Valley Boys issue, 
where it was two chop top Volkswagens and then it was a cover car on red BRMs in 91 and 93. But, you know, I went back, picked up that car. I've got a couple other buddies just picked up some 80s cars. And, you know, with, uh, you know, the, the whole throwback to the 80s thing, a lot of those cars that were built back then are really being sought after right now. I mean, I, I just privy to another one that just got purchased uh, you know, out of, out of Bakersfield that's headed up to, uh, headed to England, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of that nostalgia is coming back, but, but also a lot of the demographic of the people that were involved in the magazine or that were buyers of the magazine back then were a few years older now. And we've got some discretionary income where we can pitch in and help get something like this off the ground so that we can see, you know, that broad diversity and, and variety that's there in the VW scene. So I think, you know, the timing's right. I think, you know, one of the key components is going to be multi-levels of, of engagement with your, with your, uh, with your, your demographic or your, your subscribers, you know, and, and a little bit of that exclusivity that you can get from, you know, the multimedia world that's out there now, you know, right. Instagram, right. Facebook, you know, podcasts like this and, and, and whatnot, but all of that bringing things together, you know, for an immersive experience of, you know, the VW culture. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's, it's perfect timing, uh, especially with all the stuff coming back and, and it's going to shake up the scene in a good way, I believe, you know, I, I hope so. And, you know, it, it just based on, uh, the feedback that we've all gotten. And I mean, we've, we've talked about it. I mean, we, we picked out a handful of people and we, you know, our, our legal staff said, if you're going to, if you're going to start talking about this, you have to come up with a non-disclosure. And so we go, well, good God, we don't want like 15,000 non-disclosures out there because that'd be ridiculous. Right. So we, we picked a handful of people that we, sat down with, I mean, some, some fairly big names in the industry and some, uh, some people from, uh, different magazines or formerly of different magazines we sat down with and, you know, we signed the NDA and we had conversation and not one person we talked to said this is a bad idea. Everybody is like, oh man, this, this is totally going to fly. And it's, it's one of those things, Bill, where, you know, I was expecting, I was expecting some people going, well, it's the digital age. Why are you even thinking about print? Why don't you just go digital? Why don't you want to do that? And everybody that I told that we were going to make a magazine, they all went, oh, that's the way to do it. They go, nobody, nobody likes to like swipe right or swipe left to turn a page. It's like they want to hold a physical magazine in their hand. And, and I, I agree. I mean, that's the thing that, that was one of our biggest conversations. When we first sat down, they said, well, do we want to start out with a website and then go make a publication? And really, we all just went, no. We, we want to have an actual, physical, tangible uh, copy that you can hold in your hand, that you can turn the page, and you can look at you know, a CB performance ad or a, a, a SCAT ad or a MP ad and then look at, oh, hey, there's some features. And, oh, hey, check it out. Here's a, here's a bit of history uh, on you know, where VW Trends came from. And here's, uh, oh, here's a tech story on, you know, why you port your heads or whatever. Sure. But it's like, it's like people want that. I think, I think people are tired of, of the digital realm because it's, 
if you want it for like something to read and you want to archive a print copy, that's awesome, you know. Or just buy two magazines and read one and save the other one in your, uh, you know, your hermetically sealed vault in an underground, uh, you know, cave somewhere. Well, and I think in our hobby, there's always been, you know, that level of collectability. I don't know anyone who has a Volkswagen who doesn't collect something else also that's tied to Volkswagens, whether it's classic parts, accessories, or die-cast cars and whatnot. But there's, right. there's always the dilemma of, like, do you open it and use it or do you, you know, do you put it on a shelf and stare at it? And, and I think depending on where we're at in life, we start out with building the collection and then we start out to where we're like, we want to enjoy some of these things, so we'll use them or sell them or do some things. But there are these keepsakes that are a reminder of something that's uh, inspiring to us, something that when we see that particular collectible, our heart pumps a little bit more and we get excited to see it because it not only connects with the nostalgia that we have, but it's also, you know, there's there's that thing when you get the magazine where you're excited to get it because you're going to see something cool. It's not going to be like, yeah, yeah, another this on that and big deal. And it's a palm tree and it's a this and it's the same, same, you know, I can't tell one of the five issues apart or whatever the case right. is. And so right. I think, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of work in that, but also, you know, I think people of our, of our generation, especially are anybody can get their car on the internet, right? But to, but to have your car printed in the magazine, um, and, and featured and have a, a good quality feature and, you know, your story kind of put in print from our generation, for sure. It definitely solidifies like a, you have arrived type thing, the, the acknowledgement of your hard work has finally come to fruition by getting your car featured in the magazine, you know? Yes. hundred percent. So I think there's value. There's huge value in that. In, in addition to the, uh, to the, the, the chronological timekeeping of what's going on in the scene at the time, because everything seems to be so disposable and digital in our, in our current time that, you know, when I, when I interviewed Eric Geiser a little while back, I grabbed a issue of VW trends and I was just going through random issues. Right. And I found the, which was his first article. I think it was the type, the first article on type type. It was the first type three day. And it was really oh, cool right, Cause right. I was getting ready to have him on the podcast and I was looking at this thing and, and just checking out. And it's like, it's so funny to look at like, Hey, you know, back in the eighties, the type three guys finally decided to have their own car show because there's right. enough type threes that were customized in the eighties, you know, and it's like, and, and here it was, it was at this park and it's like, you know, but it, it's this snapshot in time that you can, you can encapsulate and, and it's kind of a keepsake for history. Right. So, I and think- I gotta, I gotta tell you, by the way, your, uh, your interview with Eric was great. I, I, I listened to the whole thing a couple of times actually. Uh, and it was really, really great. And actually, he, you know, it's funny. I, I, he and I had kind of lost touch. We maybe once or twice on Instagram sent a message back and forth. But it's like I had no idea some of the stuff that he got into and that he did, and like just some of the accolades that that he's got that were that are very much well deserved. I mean, yeah. he's always been a great photographer. And I've always thought he he was one of the few people. Uh, that really understood how to utilize a model with a car and like how to make the model work with the vehicle and not just be, you know, uh, uh, something in a bikini laying on top of the car. Sure. Yeah. And so that was really good. I just wanted to give you a a major kudo for that because it was really great. But, you know, I think there's, there's so much stuff to go in depth on 
that, you know, someone said to me, they're like, how many podcasts do you think you do? I said, I can do thousands of podcasts because the, the, the hobby and the history is so deep and so varied that I've got hundreds of people I still want to have on the podcast that I want to interview. And right. every day there's somebody new coming out with something new. And, you know, there, there's just so much to discuss. And, you know, you, you, you know, thank goodness, you know, we recently had the, you know, unfortunate passing of Bruce Myers, which he was lucky enough to live to be 94 years old. But no kidding. I, I was able to snag him for the podcast to, to get him telling his story. Oh, that's awesome. Of the Myers Manx on the podcast, you know, of the creation of it and his lawsuit, like, like the whole thing from his voice. And, and it's one of the reasons that, you know, I really started doing the podcast because I got super excited about just documenting some of this history, but there's, there's so much and there's, and there's so much of a story to be told with all this. And, and I think some of it when there's, you know, and no disrespect to other magazine stuff are out there, but people, you know, whether it's the guys in Europe or, you know, homegrown magazines or whatever the case is, you know, these guys, they kind of have this one track deal where they just show just these types of cars or just this. And they're not into that. But I think, you know, trends was always, a real love it or hate it. It was diverse. You were going to see a rabbit convertible in there and you were going to see, you know, uh, you know, some type threes and some, and some vintage stuff. And it was, it was pretty diverse and it really had a cross section of the scene. And I think, and, and I'm hoping that's part of what's coming back with trends where they're not scared to do something. That's not, you know, it's funny because the VW scene's always been a little bit of counterculture, right? And I think all of us that were in the VW scene, were, everybody was into a little bit of punk rock and a little bit of this. And, you know, it was always counterculture. And then the counterculture turned into like, oh, well, you can't do that because that's not cool enough. And that's not – and it's the right, actual right. opposite of counterculture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, it's, it's like when punk became mainstream, <laughs> then it stopped being punk. It's right. Like, it's that whole it's that whole vibe and I agree with you 100%. And I think one of the things that that the the you know the the renegade that trends was that always just kind of had their own little quirkiness where they did their own thing is they did some some different covers and they did some different features and they did some of the editorials that were real sarcastic and kind of laid out and but it was but it was fun. You know what I mean? And that's what the hobby's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable by the enthusiasts that are in it. And we're supposed to be able to, you know, really enjoy all aspects of this hobby. And, uh, and it's not just, it's not just a, a, a monochromatic one, one style is all that we have. Cause there's so many different styles, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to see, the the variation of the uh, of the different content that you can get in there because there is so much you know and I think the toughest thing about in my opinion if I was in your shoes the toughest thing is like okay what don't you put in the magazine because there is so much and how do you keep how do you maintain that continuity of having you know enough good stuff in there and also have it be varied so it's going to be some work on your guys part but I think really you know that that there's an opportunity there. I'm excited for it. I'm on board, man. I support you guys a hundred percent. So, uh, I've already, I've already purchased my, (laughs) I've already purchased my gold tier. So I'm in (laughs) and, uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent, uh, I'm a hundred percent on board and excited to see it come to fruition. And, uh, and I look forward to supporting you guys in any way that I can, because I think it's, it's a huge, 
It's a huge undertaking, but it's definitely something that if, if it's put on by the enthusiasts for the enthusiasts, it's really going to, you know, it's going to show in the pages of the magazine. Yeah. And, uh, uh to answer your question, yes. Uh, I, my goal, it, it's funny because Paul, Paul said something. It was very funny. He said, um, he said, you know something? And, and I go, I go, what? He goes, he goes, this, uh, this magazine is not going to work unless you put some of that Ledbetter stank on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I was like, at first I was like, what the hell does he mean? <laughs> like I had to step back and I went, oh, I get it. And then actually I was having a conversation with Ron. We were talking about some art things and he goes, he goes, I just want to tell you something. He goes, this magazine needs to have more of you. You are the captain of the ship, and you really need to make sure that your flavor and flair is very prevalent in this because that's what's going to make it. And, that, and and part of me, part of me was like, well, well, I don't want it to be all about me, but yet I get what they were saying, right? right. It's like it's got to have. I think, I think, I hope this is what they were thinking, is that it it needs to have that irreverence and that levity and not that it's going to be a joke book by any means but there's going to be fun going on we're going to have some fun like you said it's like uh, like I, I thought it was hilarious that we just started talking about bruce myers because one of my goals spoiler alert is i really want to bring the the whole uh dune buggy thing back yeah i i really want to like show people that you can actually build a dune buggy for not a ton of money, and there's all kinds of stuff out there to do it, and it's not that hard. It's like I, I, I'm, I'm sad in one sense that uh, that Bruce passed away because he was on my very short list of people for the first, um, you know, for the first year that I wanted to interview and talk to and do a, you know, a piece in the magazine, and and. You know, sadly, with the passing of uh, of Big Al Martinez uh, yeah. a little while back, you know, he's another one. And and the cool part is we're going to we're going to be visiting those things, and we're going to be talking about those people, and really um, showing people where the industry came from, like who were the people that were the no pun intended, but who were the trendsetters? Sure. Who were the who were the people that made a difference? Who were the people? that really put everything they had into this industry and created a direction for people to go, you know? And it's like, and, and like you said, I don't want to focus on one single type of car. It's not, it's not going to be all restoration cars. It's not going to be all cow looks. It's not going to be all crazy custom, but they're all going to be in there. But it's like, I want to make sure that I cover as big a spread of, Types and varieties of uh, vehicles as I possibly can, and make it fun, and make it informative, and and make it something that people are going to want, you know, that are going to want to hang on to and read and reread and and just have a good time with it. So I I wanted you to be the guy that uh, that got the first uh, the first you know all encompassing story about it because yeah, no, I'm excited. you know. It's 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 so cool and uh, it's like I was getting to the point to where I, I I couldn't shut up about it so I figure I'd better call you uh, and work well, it. You know I and and the, the you know our podcast is downloaded 
all around the world. So hopefully right. we'll see some traction from people that want to get the first seats at this new this this new magazine that's coming out and really jump in and support it and put their money where their mouth is instead of complaining about what's out there support something new that's going to be hitting the scene but you know going back to what you were saying in regards to like uh, that flavor to put in the magazine I think it also goes down to the to the roots of of the you know the founder of the, of the brand you know and that you know we talked about uh, Tom who started the magazine right. Right. And I talked about him a little bit with Eric Geiser. I did some research on him on the internet. I, I want to do a roundtable podcast coming up about some of the people that worked at that magazine or that knew him and just talk about, you know, what a what an outlaw the guy was. Just like a you know, did march to his own drum and and it showed in in the way that he took a guy that was an enthusiast like you that wanted a job at the magazine and said, Yeah, go ahead. Here. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. You do it. You know what I mean? Like I, mean, I have to say this, Tom, Tom McMullen was, was the, uh, the head of the punk publishing movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he didn't, he didn't give a crap what anyone thought. He said, this is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. And I need to assemble the best team of people who, who know how to represent that segment of the marketplace. And he did. The guy was a genius. He really, really was. And I think, I think a round table would be, a whole lot of fun. We might have to put an NC-17 sticker on it, <laughs> but but it would be, I think it would be hilarious, and I think there would be uh, so much wisdom. Like, what was it like in the early days of Renegade Publishing and and that? So I, I, think, that's, I think that's a great idea. I think it, it's really good. I, I mean, and, it, and it's kind of the roots of where Trends started. Like, Trends was a little bit different, a little yeah. bit off the beaten path, and like, hey, you know, like, just, just, kind of that renegade that renegade attitude like the kind of a pirate radio type thing and I, and I really I'm excited to see it come back I'm super jazzed about the you know seeing more with more pages being out there there's more cars that are going to get featured and it's absolutely like, there's so many cars that hit the ground but let me ask this question to, to yeah. some of the people that are out there that their cars haven't been featured and they haven't been overexposed on the internet and things to that extent I mean uh would it would obviously I would think it'd be an ideal circumstance for people that are building some top level stuff that they don't want it to be th that maybe would say hey listen we want to reach out to you guys and have you guys you know give you the exclusive on featuring this vehicle but also we like to time the, the the you know and I think if people can put things together far enough in advance they can you know maybe get some things put together where it, it, there's nothing cooler than when you're when when you're at the show and that month's magazine came out and your car's on the cover. You know oh I mean? yeah, absolutely. And and to answer that question, yes, uh, without a doubt. And actually, uh, we we kind of went off on a couple uh, different tangents while we were talking earlier. But yeah. th those cars that you guys purchased, I want them. <laughs> I want them. I want those cars. So yeah. uh, you know, uh, so please uh, earmark those for uh, for VW Trends twenty twenty one slash twenty two. So yeah, you know, I, I th there's a huge resurgence of getting some of these cars and. And nowadays, you know, cars are built to such an extreme level that, you know, they're, they're six figure, six figure vehicles. A lot of these yeah. cars that were featured back in the eighties and nineties, I would say 75% of them were built by guys in their garage and, you know, just putting in the time and effort. And it wasn't, they were good quality. They were great lookers. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, uh, you know, 
they're they're out there. There's an appreciation for how they are. You know that they're not this super crazy prom queen that like has never been you know touched anywhere and it's still you know but these were driver cars these were show car slash driver cars and these were guys high school projects and and it shows in some of the build but there's some appreciation that because there's nothing more pure in the hobby than that i think you're right i think i think too that there there is uh even though there may be a contrast to someone who has the disposable income to take a car to a shop and say this is what i want to do can you do it? I'll just write you a blank check, and I want you to create this. Uh, to the guy who's working in a garage, like he gets home at 5 o'clock in the evening, grabs a quick bite to eat, and then he's out in the garage, you know, uh, sanding and hammering and, and using a, a wheel to turn metal and do stuff to his car. I mean, even though they're, they're, those are two extreme spectrums, I don't think there's a lack of the passion that goes into it. Oh, not and at all. I, I would love I would love nothing more than to see you know this uh, this industry kick back up to that level again and and I think it has in a lot of ways and it's so funny you mentioned the part about people wanting to find and restore cars from the 80s and 90s and I think you're you're a hundred percent dead on it's funny I'll go into any VW group and there'll be a picture from uh, 1986 at a Bugorama in Sacramento or Arizona, and people say, "Where is this car now?" Yeah. Oh, I saw it in Tennessee, parked behind some dude's barn, and there was a goat sleeping in it, and I think it might be for sale. But you know, it's like I, I think that there there is a uh, sort of call to arms for that nostalgia. Uh, action because I think people love that stuff and they they remember going to a show it's almost like um, going to your first rock concert right and right. seeing uh, seeing David Lee Roth up on stage with Van Halen right and then seeing him uh, you know today walking down the street and being able to go up and say hi yeah it's it's like oh my god he's totally accessible it's like I can say hi to him and there's not a bodyguard trying to punch me in the face and I think it's the same way with the cars it's like People have that feeling of, oh my God, this car was my hero back in the day, and I want to see it. I want to see it restored to its former glory. Yeah, no. and I, and I I think people I think people want it. I think it's needed, and I think especially with all of the crap everybody's been putting up with for the last couple of years, it's like people want things that are going to make them happy, and this is something that they can feel good about doing, that they can feel. Uh, you know, that they can feel safe doing, you know, in their garage yeah. by themselves. They're, they're at least six feet away from everybody else except their family. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, they can actually do stuff. And, and I think that that's, that that's why we're seeing, excuse me, such a big resurgence. It's like people are literally jonesing for that kind of happiness, that kind of joy that they got walking around the car, talking to the owner, seeing where it was, seeing who built it, and really saying, wow, I saw that car on the cover of VW Trends, and now I'm standing in front of it in person. Yeah. You know? And I think you're I think you're 100% dead on. Well, yeah. I mean, for, for myself personally, it's a little bit surreal to get in the car that I saw in the magazine and uh, and and be able to hop in it and cruise it around and do all that kind of stuff and, and look at it. And, and being a guy who's, you know, I, I've – 
brought several cars back from the dead, you know, and, and I've built a couple and I've paid to have a couple built and I've done some halfway in between. And, you know, to look at a car that I didn't, that like I didn't build because in this hobby, there's always that little bit of street cred, but I look at that car and I'm excited to drive that car and I'm glad to own that car because to me, I'm driving a piece of history. I'm driving the thing down the road that inspired me so much back when I was young. And it's like, as I'm driving it, I'm hoping kids are looking at it. I'm hoping people are checking it out and being like, oh man, that's so awesome. I'm getting one of those. And, and, and I think the true essence of hot rodding, you know, everybody, everybody looks at hot rodding as like, it's, it's 50 cars guys and, and cuff pants and brill cream and all that business. But the true essence of hot rodding is building something with your hand, you with your hands, bringing it back from the dead, um, you know, kind of putting your own flavor into it. And I don't think there's ever been a single brand other than Volkswagen that's had so many different styles to be built and, and be able to execute your own creative juices out of it and follow whatever style you like, because we've seen them built from, from A to Z in every different flavor, but the majority of them are built by people in their garage, whether they're in Nebraska, Canada, you know, the Netherlands, wherever, but it's just this grassroots kind of car, you know? Yep. And so, uh, I'm I'm super excited. I'm super excited, uh, for the magazine to come out. I'm really excited about the direction that the hobby is going. And, uh, I really think, uh, I really think there's a void that, that, that's going to be filled with the, the re the relaunch of VW trends magazine, man. Yeah, I think so too. And I, much like what you said, you know, uh, everybody gets excited when they find, uh, you know, a 1949 uh, split window in a in a barn somewhere. Nobody gets super excited if they find a uh, Yugo yeah. parked parked by <laughs> parked behind somebody's uh, bale of hay out in the back forty. You know, yeah. and and that I think is the staying power. Of the VW, and I mean, you know, when it was made, the, it's it's Volkswagen, it's the people's car, yeah. and and that still holds true today. And yeah, I I, I echo your sentiment a hundred and fifty percent. I'm super excited. I can't I can't wait to see uh, where this is going to go. To be honest with you, it's like it really has taken on a life of its own. And while I'm I may be holding the wheel to the ship. It's like, man, I'm really just going to be following where, you know, the current current takes it, and I'm I'm excited to have people like you and all these other people who've jumped on board, and all the people who've already committed to advertising and and that, and it's uh, it, it's it's going to be really cool, and uh, you know, and like I said earlier, my goal is not to have a humongous house and have two uh, cougars living in an office down the hall that'll run. <laughs> run around and do stuff like that. It's like, I, I just want to, I want to be able to have fun and do something cool that people are going to go, wow, that, that was a good time or that is a good time. And it still is a good time. Yeah. Create, create something for people to, to remember and for people to be excited to get, you know, 
that's, exactly. that's huge. So for, for you guys that are out there listening right now to, pod, to, to this podcast, you can get on right now to vwtrendsmagazine.com and you can secure your Founders Club gold tier. Blow that anytime, but you get your limited, get your limited edition magazine, you get your t-shirt, you get your, your, your bumper stickers, and then you also get your invite to VW Trends Jam 2022. So uh, I think uh, if you're going to go, go for the gold, right? But you've got a couple of different tiers for people that are that are we getting do. something else. You know, I see there's we, a, you got a gold tier, you got a silver tier. You know, let's see what's included in that in that tier. You got a one year subscription, your t shirt and your two stickers, and then uh, let's see on your Founders Club bronze tier, you get a signed and numbered commemorative issue. I, I think it's it's great to be able to uh, you know be part of something being reborn. And if it's the people's car, then this should be the people's magazine. Right. And so I think the people will, uh, will support it. And I'm excited to, uh, to help get the word out. Great. Well, that's, and, and again, thank you for your enthusiasm, you know, for, for this and for the industry as a whole, it's like you, uh, Bill are like one of the reasons why the excitement is still going. It's like your podcast you know, people people want to hear it. That's why you get downloaded all over the world. It's yeah. like people want to hear about it, and they want to hear people who have lived it, and they want to hear people who like who have raced it, who built cars, who who are are building a car or whatever it is have had some uh, fingerprint on this legacy that really is the Volkswagen uh, the Volkswagen experience. I guess is. The best way I can put it. So yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this, go to www.vwtrendsmagazine.com. And you know what? If 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 you don't feel like uh, buying the magazine or that, we're also uh, going to have a mechanism to where if you want to just donate ten bucks because you believe in the cause, you can do that. If you want to buy a T-shirt, you can do that. Um, so yeah, help. Help us out. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the rollout on it. I'm excited to see the community get behind it and uh, and and help this thing get launched back into the scene and really see the effect it's going to have on the scene as a whole. So I, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys are doing it. You got a great team put together, and uh, I think there's a huge opportunity for you guys to do something really, really. Uh, that the that the VW enthusiasts are going to cherish by by just getting being a part of putting this back on the market. You know. Well, thanks, thanks, Bill. I, I appreciate your support, and uh, you know, I am sure this is not the last time we will talk, my no, friend. No, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll talk plenty plenty more. So, don't forget, guys, go to vwtrendsmagazine.com and support and help get this magazine relaunched and jump in and be part of the Founders Club like I did, and uh, you know be part of be part of history to bring something back that's that's i think the the the, the takeaway from this awesome well thank you again for having me on man i appreciate hey, it hey dan it's a pleasure it's always a pleasure it's even more fun to, to watch your facebook feed sometimes just because you're, you're, you're probably your, your meme game is strong and it's pretty awesome so uh i pre i appreciate you for being out there to put the hard work energy and effort into putting trends back out there on the market oh thanks man well there you have it guys 
VW Trends back on the market. And you guys don't forget to jump in and help this magazine get relaunched. If you've been complaining about what's out there on the market, complaining about seeing stuff that looks to be the same stuff over and over, remember VW Trends was the one that was a standout. They were a little, little bit out there willing to take some risks and do some stuff that's different. And competition always makes the scene a little bit stronger. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I've already purchased my Founders Club. So I'm in. You should be in and support and help build the scene. I don't want to hear you guys complaining about the scene and how weak it's getting and all this kind of nonsense because it's getting stronger and it's growing bigger. So get out there, support. Go to VWTrendsMagazine.com, guys, and support the comeback of VW Trends Magazine. I know I'm pretty stoked, man. And don't forget, you guys want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com, go to the store, pick up some merch, and support your boy who brings you the latest and greatest stuff that's happened to the VW scene. Until next week, guys. Later.